What up, quitters? If you enjoy a Johannes antic or two, join Sound Guy and I as we Twitch stream every other Wednesday at 6.30 as Roll Sane Games. You can expect some No Pants playthroughs, haiku helpers, and shenanigans. The restaurant. Whoa. Peep it or hash our other deets at twitch.tv slash growlinggoblinstudios or at goblinsandgrowlers.com. Hello, Gabriel of the future. It's me, Josh. I'm recording. Hello, Gabriel of the past. I don't know how you get this, and I'm really scared that you have it now, though. <laughs> Hello. This is future Gabriel. <laughs> well, wait, what? What the? F- Alan is Gabriel who traveled through time. What a downgrade. Damn. <laughs> Damn. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Last left off, you had just stepped foot into the Hall of Prophecy, which is a room that sort of gives the impression, despite the many things that are in there, of standing on the top of the ocean at night. Is it like the ocean frozen in place? No, you can see the movement of the ocean underneath the floor, but the floor under your feet is flat. Like, it does feel like a solid floor, but it gives the illusion of being the ocean moving. Oh. It's very disorienting, and you would probably, like, stumble if you were actually a person in this room. I actually kind of hate this. If I was a statue in the Marquis' garden, I would be like, Do we see anything else in the room? Several telescopes, several tables scattered with star charts, uh, several large dusty books scattered about. I'm going to go take a look at those star charts. The Astro Lab slash Lab, because there has been a there has been discussion since that episode on the actual pronunciation of that word. I think we said it was Astro Lube. It was not that. That is not that is. That, that is also not what we set on. Uh, hashtag not sponsored. Also, if we want to get a sponsorship from that company, I imagine we would need to get a lot more shippy than we do. It's just generic sweet slick syrup. Uh, wow, okay. Ugh. My mutant power is to be able to shut down these conversations so we can <laughs> continue on. I think it's called an Astro Loot. Regardless, getting to the uh, key hall will require you get through this room. What's the room look like again? Ceiling is stars. Floor is water. Many, many astrological gadgets scattered about. Yeah, I said right. I went to go look at at the star charts. Oh, are you looking at the star charts themselves? Yes. 
As you pick up the star chart to look at it, as the light, as the, the dim light sort of streaks across it for a moment, you think you see a pair of purple eyes looking at you. Like from the paper? Yeah, like you know how light sort of can streak across things? Mm-hmm. Like with the shine? Mm-hmm. It is within that shine that you see that image. Um, otherwise, it looks like a chart of summer stars. So, Koza's going to try to recreate that um, the shine to see if he can get those eyes back. No matter how you uh, jiggle it, it doesn't make the same image. Um, everybody, give me ten minutes. Um, and Koza's going to start casting Detect Magic as a ritual. Uh, while he's doing that, uh, Boat, Solinar, Johannes? I'm going to the closest telescope uh, to me and uh, investigating it. Right. It looks all in all like a regular, ordinary bronze telescope. Uh, The mechanics within it are the same kind of glass and crystal you would expect, but the exterior is bronze. If I look through it, do I see anything like a hidden message or instructions? If you look through it, you actually see into the sky as if the walls and ceiling were not there. Hmm. Uh, does it swivel uh, 360 degrees? It does. I would like to swivel it all the way around to see if I can see anything through any of the walls or the sky. Uh, it only looks like it sees through the walls into like that lead directly outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can't look into like say the forge or the library. Okay. And how many other telescopes are there? Uh, two or three. Are they arranged in any kind of pattern? Like, are they all equidistant? It doesn't look like they're equidistant, but it also doesn't look like their pattern is random. Uh, hmm. So, what is their pattern? It looks like they are set in some kind of quadrant formation. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to point them all at each other? I mean, that is possible, but some would be much closer to each other than others. Hmm. Well, didn't the Forge Spirits say that we needed to be, like, brave and loyal? Like, that was the whole, that was kind of the whole thing for trials that we were going to face. So, whatever whatever we're going to deal with, it's got to do with bravery or loyalty, I suppose. I'm brave. I want to go surf that wave. What? That one. Says Johannes, pointing to the ground. Johannes, you can't surf those waves. They're illusory. That's what the bullies tried to tell me. They said, you'll never be a great surfer. You can never surf those waves. But I have set a goal. I will conquer the waves. Also, Johannes, you wear a lot of armor for trying to surf. This is true. But in order to uh, overcome... Uh, Okay. (laughs) Johannes. Um... Alita's just gonna kind of shake her head and walk over to some of the books that are scattered out. Solinar, what are you doing? Uh, Solinar is going to walk to the middle of the room, draw attention, and kind of hold it out in front of him and be like, Alright, you can send your boldest warriors to face me. Bring it on, room. I'll show you. I've fought lots of sea monsters. Alita, not even looking up from the book she's fleefing through, go, I don't think they would have you fight in the place where all the delicate instruments are. 
Uh, well, I wasn't figuring it'd be an actual fight. I was thinking it'd be like a huge sea monster rises out of the floor and it looks like it's going to take a bite out of you, but you have to stand your ground like you're going to spear it through the eyeball. I believe. You know, brave, bravery stuff. I believe in you, buddy. Well, thank you, Johannes. I'm going to get this. I'm going to go on this telescope so that I can see it in HD. Uh, Johannes, are you looking through a different telescope than the one boat looked through? Can we look through the same one? You can. I, well, I thought that Boat wasn't looking through the one he was looking through anymore. I'm definitely looking through a telescope that Boat is not looking through currently. As you look through the view, as you look through the viewfinder of the telescope, you find, I don't know if viewfinder is the right word. Um, I am destroyed by technology. I am. I am a monster. <laughs> uh, you look out to the ocean and you see that partially the seas have frozen. There are huge blocks of ice floating on them and visible snow coming down. It's snowing. Wait, what was it again that he saw? Like not he didn't see stars. No. Nah, well, he just announced that it was snowing when he saw it's it. It's snowing. Oh, I'm oh. looking at the ocean. Global freezing. Um, so has my spell finished? Yes. The star chart does not shimmer or glow in any way that would indicate magic. Okay. Um, I mean, um, detect magic, um, 30 feet. So. so the the astrolab and the telescopes light up decidedly. Hmm. They have what made kind? a decision. What kind of magic? Uh, it looks like they have several kinds of enchantments on them. Uh, a couple of them have some kind of divination magic, and a couple of them have some other kind of weird technical enchantments that allow it, them to see not only through the walls, but through time. Through the... Um, Which, by default, would mean that it's a kind of divination magic. Yeah, because it's going to start walking around the room. I'm just looking for anything that seems... So I kind of have the the aura of these things uh, i'm just looking for anything with an aura that seems out of place uh nothing feels that way though at one point you walk past a tapestry on the wall and you feel a very powerful energy from behind it can i roll perception before i look further into the yeah absolutely oh nat 20 what are you looking for well it's just mostly at this door with the the strong it's a tapestry. I'm just I'm looking kind of at the tapestry in the surrounding area to try to get an idea of what this aura is. So the tapestry is a is of a black haired woman with her eyes closed and her hands outstretched. If you move the tapestry aside, you will find a secret door. The secret door is the source of the energy or more accurately, the room beyond it is the source of the energy. Oh, Bull, come here. Uh, you hear a little boink, 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 as uh, Bull trots up to you. Um, this thing will have Studio Ghibli sound effect movement if, as God is my witness. What do you think of this? It looks up, it kind of tilts, and then it tilts back up at you. Um, sh should I go down there? The uh, Bull kind of like walks it, like runs over to your comrades and starts running in circles. Because it's going to give it a few minutes. Before he starts down the hall. What is it, Bo? Are you are you summoning a giant sea monster for me to fight? Is Koza stuck in a well? Because I'm 
<laughs> I've been standing here brandishing my weapon for at least five minutes and nothing has happened. And I'm starting to wonder if this is actually not a good strategy. It's going to continue running in circles. Well, talk some sense into him. And then it's going to stomp its feet and run over to where Koza is. Is there any light in the tunnel, in the passageway? The torches, uh, like previously, light up as you enter the room. Okay. Uh, This space is, it stretches really, really far down with several sets of humanoid armor standing along the walls. Oh. They're all holding like long pole arms. Mm, Suspicious. Koza found something. Hey guys, we should check out what Koza found. Yay! But wait, why is all the the ocean so cold? That I don't know. I would love if we could find an ocean jacket. Gotta bundle that ocean up. Yeah, maybe two pairs of ocean socks <laughs> and an ocean hat. Yeah, now you got it. All right, boat. Mm, I'm very cautious about those statues. Armor. An ar- armor is a statue, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> armor the statue you wear i mean basically um it's not wrong it's just funny i'm gonna take my bronze quarterstaff and uh very cautiously and carefully uh walk up to one until i can extend my bronze quarterstaff and poke it once you're within five feet of it uh the armors are going to cross their weapons in front of you okay i just want to ask real quick because I still have Detect Magic act- active. What kind of aura mm-hmm. do I get from these? What What are you looking for? Like what school of magic? Trying to remember what kind of school this would be. It's an ana- It's a kind of animation spell. High school. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if this... W- I don't know if Detect Magic would give me this information, but does the feel of the magic match the feel of the other spells? It feels older. Much older. Hello? The two armors that have crossed their weapons in front of you turn to Koza. And simply, with a clear voice, unmuffled by any kind of obstruction, says, What is valor? What is it? What is it? Oh, You're on um, the spot, Koza. Um, valor is, is, um, it's, it's doing the, it's doing the right thing. Even if, even if it's frightening or, or you, you, you're doing it in the face of danger. Good job, Koza. The two armors seem to share a look and then they pull their weapons back and take a step back, allowing you to pass. Me or just me or everybody? They will allow the team to pass. Oh, Koza, you did it. Solon, are you with them now? Uh, yes. Okay. As the group walks up to the next pair, they cross their weapons again. Um, I just wanted to check, did we want to do anything in that other, um, room before we go much further? I think we're kind of in it now. I mean, we could still turn back. You know, I I just wasn't sure if we were done. Turning back doesn't sound like a very valid thing to do, Koza. The statues come after you with their weapons. Koza's team mystic, all right? (laughs) I mean, I want to know more about what's happening in the Hall of Prophecy as well. Um, But I also worry that if we turn around at this point, then the statues are in fact going to view our actions as non-valorous, unvalorant 
I am Whatever. valorable. Cowardly. Yeah, that one. Okay. Valardly. Isn't that a type of duck? Boat steps up to the next statues and says, Armors, what is your question? <laughs> Ignoring Boat, they turn to Solinar. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. oh my gosh. This is the rudest armor I've ever seen. <laughs> this is trouble. Bleep these statues. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with a voice that rings out clearly. What is justice? You're... You sure you want to ask me that question? <laughs> Justice is... Uh, it's the deserved fate being dished out to those that deserve it. It's people getting their just desserts. They look at each other. They pull their weapons back and they step back. Guys, I'm not gonna. That, I'm not gonna that lie. That barely worked. I think. I think that was about the line between uh, getting through that particular pair of guards and having to do something else because they didn't seem terribly pleased with my answer. It was a a, a very weak answer. Yeah, Kosa really kind of brought it, and yours was a little bit bumbling. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they would ask me about justice. I can't help but feel like they're very anti-gravy boat for some reason. <laughs> they're all jerks. <laughs> uh, they cross their... Uh, the next pair crosses their weapons in front of the team again. Armors, ask me your questions. <laughs> this time they do turn to boat. Oh, no. About darn time. What is adventure? Adventure. You're asking me what adventure is. Well, I will tell you... <laughs> What adventure is adventure? Guys, if you wanna, if if you're listening to this episode, you wanna go get a snack. You have the next twenty minutes of boat explaining the concept of adventure. I, uh, armor explaining. Adventure, you see, is waking up in the morning and not being content with your current stagnant existence. It's seeking out new life and new civilizations and boldly going and discovering things. It's a hunger for knowledge and exploration. <laughs> Adventure is seeking out the unknown and taming the wild. I, I'm almost I'm excitedly. Oh. No, no, you go. I just wanted to say, um, I'm imagining the beginning of Star Trek, but instead of like, and to boldly go where no one's, it's like, and to boldly uh, dead go and do things places. <laughs> <laughs> to boldly do Stuff and things. <laughs> so almost excitedly, the arm the armors pull back their weapons and step back. They thank seem very pleased with that answer. Thank you, friend armors. <laughs> that is what adventure is. As uh, as you all walk to the final pair of the final set of ar pairs of armor, they cross their weapons in front of you again and turn to Johannes. Armors, ask me your question. <laughs> they look at Johannes and say clearly, what is righteousness? Oh, man. What is righteousness? I feel like the best part about doing uh, righteousness is feeling like something uh, isn't right 
and doing everything you can to change it. So, you know, when there's a lady who's trying to uh, get her groceries across the street, but there's several fast cars, you go to the fast cars and you say, stop, sir. There's a lady trying to cross the street with her groceries. And they are- Are you referencing cars in a fantasy game? And they're like, vroom vroom, you are the son of a great inventor and could invent us one day. And then they, uh, they (laughs) What I'm trying is long story short, when sometimes things aren't, aren't right and you gotta work really hard and even maybe confront some people or things that don't even exist yet to make sure that they're set on the right path. And also, you gotta put on your socks in the morning with vigor. So the armor is going to turn to the other armor and kind of look at each other confused. At least as much as confusion as it can emote with its metal helmet face. Johannes casts confusion. (laughs) It was super effective. The armor is then going to turn and ask again. What is righteousness? (laughs) I appreciate the giant question mark tone that this armor is bringing to the table. (laughs) Have you ever heard the story of Righteous the Giant and his brother uh, who... This episode is just going to be on his trying to explain a concept to these armors with further and further from sense. It's just going to be weirder nonsense as we go. I am not a philosopher. I am a hero. But there's a giant whose name is Righteous and his brother whose name is not righteous it is regis and they were supposed to build the city of inescapable uh uh, bad luck but fortunately righteousness the good brother he said we can gather the right materials if we work hard enough to escape the bad luck that might befall this city (laughs) according to the prophecies of old but Regis, his brother, said, no, we have but one goal, which is to do this thing the way we were told, even though we know it's going to bring a city of extremely bad luck. But the righteous brother worked harder and made sure that the good things happened, and the city of, of for sure, bad luck wasn't built. In fact, the city that was built was the city of Alaria. And that's because he worked harder to make sure that something good happened, which is righteousness, even when you're told that that's not what you have to do. All right, three things. <laughs> Thing number one, Alaria's a country, not a city. <laughs> it's grown. It's grown a lot since then. This Thing is a long time two. ago. That sounded like an AI had been fed a bunch of anime episodes and then was made to write a script. It's like something Kirk would say to a computer that was ruling a planet to get it to, like, overload itself with logic or something. (laughs) Thank you. Thing number three, the armors look at each other again. 
kind of they, and they they turn their back they the armors turn their backs to you and appear to be whispering to each other <laughs> trying to uh, trying to consult one another about what just happened to their ears yeah. or whatever their ears might be armors are not fans of extended metaphors <laughs> the armors very... eventually turn back shrug and take a step back uncrossing their weapons i saw that you shrugged do you need in for another opportunity to learn f about righteousness well it looks like it's time to go alina just kind of like gets behind johannes and starts gently nudging him forward <laughs> no johannes you did great we could just go on through <laughs> And as Alita pushes me forward, I realize that in order to become be a righteous person, I need to go back and <laughs> regale. No, these. no, no! You did, you did great. Righteousness is is getting the key and going to the temple. That's what it is. That's a, so much of an easier answer. I should have said that. Alita looks over at Koza because there's a part of her that wonders if he has grown like a beard in the time that, <laughs> that Johannes was talking. She sees no beard and sighs with relief. She sees no beard and sighs with relief. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she knows that like Koza and Boat have like a very limited time span amongst the five of you. I just and she doesn't want to waste whatever it was with Johannes's long-windedness. I just want Gabe to take that that audio sample of 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 the seeing that there's no beard and sighing in relief and just bringing that and putting it some random spot episodes from now. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so <laughs> the listeners <laughs> will five episodes from now rehear that. They'll remember this cue and they'll be like, ah, this is an inside joke just for me and no one else because they didn't know that this was going to be there. Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people who will jump in at episode 130. Well, not until you put a nice no beard time reference. <laughs> All right, so the door before you at the end of the hallway is ornate and beautiful. It slides open, like separating, sort of, sort of like elevator doors, uh, into the wall, revealing a gorgeous bronze altar, untouched by time. In the center is an, like, sort of stabbed into the altar itself, is an ornate bronze gladius, with the handle being an effigy of a bronze dragon's claw. Oh, what do you all think this is? Because this is going to walk up to it. Has it been over 10 minutes yet? Yes. Uh, you don't think that Johannes' story, <laughs> his two definitions of righteousness didn't didn't eat up you know, the rest of your time for that I, spell? I can hope. So I couldn't remember what a gladius is. Sword. It's, it, like a, it's Roman a sword. Roman sword. Okay. Because I was like, I don't, what is, what is that? Yeah, both righteousness and and uh, Regis used gladiuses. <sighs> mm -hmm. So as you walk up to the gladius, your spell wears off, leaving you unable to detect magic. So, what do you guys think? Is this our key? Well, um, guess I can look at it, and Kozik's gonna go reach to grab it. It slides out of its place in the altar and catches the light beautifully as you as you pull it from its any, altar sheath. Any purple eyes? You see no purple eyes. Okay. 
you feel sort of a warmth radiate up your arm. Well, it feels warm. I think that's probably our key. Is there a way to know, or is it just a guess? Uh, well? Didn't it, didn't it interact with the mirror last time? Oh, yeah, it did. She go, is going to take the mirror pendant and bring it up to the gladius. The two are going to emit a bright light. The mirror pendant, respectively, is going to glow a silver white light, whereas the gladius is going to emit this sort of bronzy red light. Ah, jeez. Yep, seems like it. Yep, guess so. Yeah, it seems definitely. So... We did it! We got the next key! Oh. It sounds like the last one was a lot more dangerous. No, that was the key. The key wasn't terribly difficult. It was just, she rolls her eyes, unnecessarily complicated. It's the temple we have to worry about. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Um, what do we do now? Well, I definitely want to go back out to that to that hall of prophecy because I had a thought. If the telescopes all see different things, then they could be prophetic telescopes. Whoa. Like like past, future, present, something, I don't know. Like, but maybe we can see vision things with the telescopes. Oh. Oh. Yeah, let's let's go back then. I mean it's it's just a theory, but if it's the hall of prophecy that leads to the key hall, then that would be the hall of prophecy. Right? Yeah. I mean it's simply weird enough. So let's let's look at these implements once more with prophecy kind of in mind as we're looking. And I think we'll get somewhere. Who's gonna hold the key? I will I mean I was going to say it should be somebody who at least uses a sword some of the time, just in case. Okay, Kosa, would you please let Johannes carry it? Um, okay. Here you are, Johannes. Thank you so much. I am going to put it back in its sheath. No, no, Johannes, we need to take it with us. Oh, I cannot take this sheath with us, is what I've just realized, so I am going to not put it back. It would literally just be stabbing it into that block and... We have to start this whole thing over again. Right. Not what we want to do. I'm going to put it not in its sheath, but into a uh, maybe vacant sheath that I can find at the forge. Because we have to go say bye to our fire friend. Solid logic. You guys are going to go back through the hall. As you pass the armors that talk to Johannes, one of them seems to be kind of sitting in the corner schlumped in sort of this defeated, confused position. Yeah, I oh, felt no. the same way the first time I heard <laughs> the story of righteousness and Regis. It's the sculpture, the thinking man, but it's just a suit of armor, just like the chin, chin on fist, just like staring at the wall. So you go back, step back into the Hall of Prophecy. Nothing has changed, though it does seem like the water might be at higher tide. Hi, Tide. Is there a- the concept of tides waves back at you? Aww. Is there a way I? What would I need to do to look for these purple eyes? Uh, what would you need to do? Um, I'll I'll be right back, and Coz is gonna go. Um, I, I'm gonna go talk to 
to the, the um the spirit of the forge real quick. Okay. Can you see if there's a sheath in there just so that Johannes, like I'm sure we're all going to go through and say bye anyway, but that way Johannes doesn't have to carry a naked blade around. We got to put clothes on this sword. Yeah, so Koza's going to rush back over to the forge real quick. All right, as Koza's going to run off to the forge, is there anything that the three of you want to do? Solinar wants to cycle through the telescopes and just kind of like take a look move it kind of around a little bit to get a general idea of the surroundings and then move to the next one. Not really looking closely, just like quick and like swinging it around a little bit, that sort of thing. All right, boat. Uh, I mean, Solonar is basically doing what I was sort of thinking earlier before we moved off to the other room. So, I mean, I guess I'll ask him if he needs any help or if he has any thoughts. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't do the same thing because you might notice things I don't. All right, I'll give it a try. And Johannes. I'm holding the sword up in the middle of the room. All right, so you're he-manning. The rest of... Thundercats! Oh! (laughs) So, Solinar, you're going to look through two of the telescopes. One is going to reveal uh, the ocean with blocks of ice within it. Uh, You see steadily falling snow. The other looks to be the ocean with a sort of you you can see like flowers sort of floating in the ocean itself the sun beams down very warmly here boat you're going to see the ocean just as it appeared when you guys arrived and secondarily you're going to see the ocean but filled with several kinds of multicolored fish rainbow fish it's multiples rather than one very selfish fish, but yes, collectively they are rainbow fish. See, I got Gabe with that one. I appreciate that. Gabe got that one joke. Are we communicating what we're seeing? I, 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 I want to say real quick, I really like the idea that we could just like if we could if we tell a really bad joke, we can just be like, I like that Gabe got it because he's not on the on the podcast. <laughs> so it's like, even if he's just sitting there, just no emotion, just be like, thank you, Gabe. Oh, God, if you guys could see, Gabe is dying, right? And he's laughing so hard and everyone else here. I is mean, in fairness, <laughs> canonically, Gabe has crawled out of the recording studio before. I like how you say canonically, so, like, like he leg- just he <laughs> crawled out of the studio. There's no canon. It's, we didn't build a mythos around canon. it. <laughs> Well, now, hold on. We are talking about the canon of Gabe. Um, So, you know, thousands of years. Not the apocrypha of Gabe. Exactly. So the thousands of years from now, when when, uh, literature scholars are studying the life of Gabe, uh, they will know that Gabe did, in fact, crawl from the studio on hands and knees after laughing way too hard at terrible jokes. Monty Python's Life of Gabe. Knowing Gabe's diet, I'm going to just rename that book now Life of Pi. Just... Ah, see, I got Gabe to laugh. Audience, I got Gabe. Gabe's dying. <laughs> Jesus joke. Christ. Uh, I assume that you are communicating your findings, Brandon. Okay. All right. So I'm seeing chunks of ice and falling snow. And then I'm also seeing flowers. Chunks of ice and falling snow and fish the colors of the rainbow. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Give that boy to 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 uh to inspiration. All prophecies must rhyme now. <laughs> hmm. This means something. Uh 
I'm trying to think like if it's prophecy, then it's all about prediction, right? So could each of these telescopes be like a possible future? You're seeing snow and ice. Pro- they freeze. Prophecy. Profreezy. Hmm. I think you're looking for wordplay, and that that seems more of a puzzle thing and less of a like learning about our future thing. Mm-hmm. What part do rainbow fish have to play in our future? You know, that is a good question. Hey, Alita, do do do, do rainbow fish feature prominently in any schools of prophecy? Okay, was that supposed to be a pun? What? Because it's a school of prophecy, and the fish are prophetic. Oh, no, that was not supposed to be a pun. I'm really confused by this. Gabe's dying laughing. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's not. Yeah, Gabe is just, like, hanging out on his phone, making sure our audio doesn't mess up. Don't let Alon lie to you. Gabe spikes his phone (laughs) out of laughter. And then it just yeeted his phone. Just yeeted it into the hallway. Bounced back up and destroyed his face. There's just teeth falling out and laughter. Yo, God, it's, that's horrifying. It's comical. <laughs> so, what do you mean about does it feature in prophecy? I mean, I I don't do any prophesizing. I've 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 not been ever known to do any sort of prophecy anything. So I, I will I will tell you right now, not a fun thing. Don't recommend it. Well, I, I wasn't planning on starting, if that's what you're suggesting. I, so, w- between the four telescopes, we've got four different scenes, and maybe if we looked more closely, we'd learn more, but we've got, pretty basically, we've got a kind of wintry scene with ice and snow. We've got a sort of natural scene with rainbow fish. We've got a different natural scene with flowers floating in the water. And then we've got a scene that looks like everything else. So, wait, what do you... Hold on. She goes over to the one that Boat was looking at with the fish. Yeah, these are a kind of fish that breed here in the summer. Hmm, So winter, summer... It's fall now, so if it looks like now, then that'd be fall, right? That sounds reasonable. Winter, summer, spring, and fall. I imagine they're to look at the sky at different times of year. There are different stars in the sky in summer than there are in fall and winter and spring. Interesting. If they're going to use the stars to map out prophecy, I imagine that they're going to want access. Basically, they're all set to four months apart. Weren't there some charts or something on one of these tables? There are a couple of charts. I think Koza was messing with one earlier. We should take a look at those. Uh, Solinar, as you go over to uh, look at the star charts, you notice that one of the constellations for just a glimmer of a moment turns to look at you and then goes back to its original position. Uh, do I need to roll something to be able to compare the star chart with the constellations to what I would know of the night sky and then move a telescope to that position where that constellation that turned to look at Solonar is. 
Well, you're fortunate that each of the charts are mapped with what season they appear in. Oh, well, that does because otherwise they'd not be terribly useful. That does make things easier. So, yeah, Solon. Which which season did Solonar pick up a chart for? It looks like uh, spring. Okay, so and flowers were one of the ones Solonar looked at. So Solonar is going to mm-hmm. go back to that telescope. He's going to reference reference the chart and then move the telescope and then reference the chart and then move the telescope until he gets the telescope facing at where the creature that looked at him was constellation wise in the sky the constellation itself looks very familiar it looks exactly like the star chart for a moment you hear the word correct in your mind uh okay i i've done something i heard the word correct that seems like good news boat what about you i mean i was just still sort of hanging out watching while you guys were figuring this out because i sort of got hung up on the wordplay <laughs> <laughs> Boat's still sitting over there like he's pulled out a notebook and he's writing down like spring, summer, winter, fall, see the future, know them all. Just trying to. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to write the intro song to his new like astronomy themed children's show. Yeah, I love this so much. He's he wanted to compete for the galaxy belt, but he needs to make sure that it seems really official before he competes for it. Mm hmm. Having a theme song is a big part of that. Yeah, so he's trying to find the deep knowledge and meaning in whatever's going on. <laughs> in the... So, Solonar, as you pull back after hearing the word correct, on the table where you looked at the original star chart is going to be a small pile of ten gold. Well, I was doing telescope stuff. Did one of you put money on the table? I don't know why you would, but... Just in case. Nope, I've been standing here holding this sword. Okay. Then apparently there's a financial reward for solving this. Hey, Boat, you want to grab one of these charts and see if you can line it up? Yeah, you got it. Oh, I, have I gotten to the... the? Yes, you have since gotten there. Um, uh, uh, excuse me? Uh, the fire spirit is going to stop mid-twirl and look at you. Um, in the... the the Hall of Prophecy, I saw purple eyes on a chart. Does that mean anything to you? I'm assuming you're doing message yeah. in Sylvan yes. again. Mm. No, I know that they've seen things like that before in that Hall of Prophecy. There was a rumor it was haunted. Uh, strange. Okay, um, I, I just thought I'd see if you knew anything, but, um, I guess I'll go go back now. Thank you. She nods. I'm assuming you grab a scabbard on your oh, way oh, out. Oh, oh, before I go, is there a, a spare scabbard here? She gestures and you find a pile of them. I'm going to grab one. Is a 17 too big or too small? You're going to find exactly what you okay. need. I'm not going to I'm not going to be picky and mean about that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I could find only a scabbard for Claymore. The first one was too small. The second one was way too big. But the third one was just the right temperature. 
Koza keeps running back and forth from the forge room with different sized scabbards, one Just at a time. Just testing it, being like, damn it, and running back. <laughs> yes. So, Bo, are you going to go over to the star charts? Yes. As you are fiddling through the charts, there is a small flicker of motion in one of them. Mm. It looks like the flick of a serpent's tail. Some snaky going on here. Mm. <laughs> um, so... It was in the summer chart. Okay, so, I mean, like, looking at it, does it look like there's a constellation that looks like a snake? Yes. Okay, do I know what the constellation is called? Uh, roll Arcana. Eight. You're not sure, but it's something related to it being a snake. It doesn't have its own name like Bobby or Harry or Jim. Banana? It's my favorite constellation, Jim. Can I go back to the teles- like, the summer telescope? And mm-hmm. look for it? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. You're able to find it, and a voice in your head again says, Correct. Did we get any money? Uh, as you look <laughs> at the table, you actually find a bundle of bananas. Which, a bundle to boat, is not a fruit that exists. A bundle of snakes from Aberdeen? <laughs> <laughs> yep, Aberdeen snakes. No, you actually find the oblong yellow fruit that, to your knowledge, doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Pay up, snake. I, just, I, I bang it against the table a little bit to try to figure it out. Like the whole bunch or like one? Just one, because I don't know what it is. Could be poison. Alex? It baps against the table as much a banana would. I don't know what a banana would do. <laughs> it squishes. I'm not telling this to Boat. I'm telling this to Brandon. Does it do anything funny? It doesn't. Heck yeah. It just seems it just seems like fruit, which is interesting because it hasn't spoiled in these centuries it's been here. All right, so we got money and we got some weird yellow fruit. Well, it smells nice. That's cause yeah. that's something at least. I'll look at the other chart. All right. At the corner of that of this chart, which is going to be the fall chart, there is you see one of the constellations twirl. Which one? Uh, it's a constellation of a dancer. Do I know the name of it? Roll Arcana. I like uh, I like that they have a fall chart. So if things don't go well for the other charts, they they know who to blame. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nineteen. A nineteen. You know that this one is called Viventus. All right. And I'm gonna go to the appropriate telescope and spy me some Viventus. As you spy you some Viventus, again, in your ear, the word correct. Ah, uh, Viventus. This development is momentous. <laughs> As you pull back and, I'm assuming, look at the table, mm-hmm. you see a strange set of elaborate painted ceramic gauntlets. Mm. They are beautiful and gilded. Um, so can uh, I get back to the um, mm-hmm. the building or to the You the got room? back just as uh, Boat said, Viventus Momentus comment. And then the um, the gauntlets appeared. Can I roll like a history or something to see if I can find some connection between the items? Yeah. Oh, no, that's going to be six better than I thought it'd be. <laughs> It takes you a minute to even realize that they're gauntlets, but you see what you see. It doesn't look like there's any kind of connection that you can think of. 
Though upon closer inspection of the gold that Solinar grabbed, you see that it is not a Larian currency. No, I actually didn't notice that at first. What, where's it from? It's not Talarian. It doesn't look like any kind of currency used in Ocean Var. And to your knowledge, it's not Borean. Is the language on it legible? It is, but only in the sense that it's not damaged. You can't identify the language on it. Is there anything... Do the the uh, gauntlets have any sort of aesthetic similarities to the um, coins? They do. The coins share the same vaguely austere yet elegant nature. So... Where did these come from? We've been lining up the telescopes with the points in the star charts that move. I, I assume it's some kind of enchantment to protect these items, but I don't know why these items are important. Maybe they're some part of, like, draconic relics? Is I there... Don't. I don't think a fruit would be a draconic relic. Is there a constellation that's related to eyes? No, not off the not off your dome that you can think of. Okay. But there's a there's a fourth chart that we haven't done yet, right? You've done spring, summer, and fall. You haven't done winter yet, I don't think. Or have you done winter? I don't think so. So Cuz is going to go find the last chart and look at it. Before you do that, can I get that scabbard? Huh? Oh, 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 yes, of course. Here you go. <sighs> oh, thank you so much. I imagine Dakos is just disinterestedly handing the scabbard as he's looking through the telescope. <laughs> wow. This scabbard is just right. So the constellation for a moment looks like it is a flame. It's a constellation bearing the symbol of something demonic. Strange. So Koz is going to go to the telescope and try to find the constellation? You find it, and for a moment you feel your eyes burn. Ah. Ouch. You hear in your voice, much sadder this time. Correct. When you all saw your constellations, did your eyes burn? No. Strange. Sitting on the table, finally, is a book. It's covered in a couple of chains and bound with an ornate magical lock. A symbol is on is on the cover of the book. So, um, is the symbol, does it also have the same kind of aesthetic similarity? Yes. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but that, to me, to me, that looks like a cursed artifact. Only one way to find out. Well, what, what, what um, there may be more than one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, right at this moment, there's only one way to find out. Because the Johannes um, dra draws the sword and uses detect good and evil. <laughs> <laughs> the book is filled with a dark energy, a powerful and old dark energy. Hey, there might be more than one way to find out, but what I just found out is that book is evil. So, all right, so we're not opening the book. Are we just going to keep it with us? You don't want somebody else to find an evil book. So when you heard, did you all hear voices after you found your constellations? Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard a voice that was like, correct. 
except more feminine and you know in my head because mine the voice i heard sounded very disappointed when um i found the constellation i mean if there was a one in four chance that you drew the evil star chart uh i guess i guess you were the one in four koza it's strange i saw a pair of purple eyes earlier did anybody see anything similar when i looked at a chart uh one of them was a snake I don't remember the snake having purple eyes specifically. I don't think the dancer had purple eyes. No, the dancer didn't really have eyes because it was a constellation. Well, yeah, it didn't have purple eyes. Trying to remember what the, what, what did you say both was the other one? What, the snake and the dancer? There was a snake, the dancer. Oh, was I the one who had the third? I think so. Now I'm trying to remember what it was. It was just a f- described as a figure that turned toward you. Oh. That's why you're having trouble. Because um, it's because va- it a vague constellation. It very vague. It's it's the figure of a woman. Mine mine was just a woman, but like kind of like a vague woman, like a like a sort <laughs> the of vaguest of women, like a sort of outline of a woman, not really like a detailed woman. You know, constellation stuff. So mine was like a, a fiery constellation? Or what? It was like a demonic shape, okay. yeah. Um, well, Koza's going to call Hello? Is there a presence here? You feel nothing. Now, I don't know about you, but I've heard that calling out Hello, is there a presence here? is just opening yourself up to possession. And that is not something I'm about on this particular adventure. I just... These eyes were strange. And... There was the voice. I, I'm, I don't know. As soon as Koza says that, even through the thick walls of the, of the shrine, you hear a loud and sudden crack of thunder. Or we didn't bring our thermometer. <laughs> Well, thankfully, we do at least have our EMF meters. I left my lighter with the incense. Ah, oh, no. How are we going to do the smudge sticks? Oh, no. Uh, so Alex was on video and then she fell forward onto her desk. I'm not certain, but I think <laughs> that answer regarding righteousness may have killed the DM. Uh, we win. <laughs> <we're>, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, is that what it takes to win D and D? You win. I, congrats. I don't know that. I, I don't know that I want this victory. This is terrible. I accept. Uh, I have a list of people I need to thank. Alex is number one on that list.